Just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water, we showed up. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to The Movie Men, your fortnightly fill of film news, reviews and what might arguably be classified as insights. My name is Callum O'Toole and I'm joined by Ollie Britton, fresh from the set. Hello. How are you Ollie? I'm very well, yeah. A bit yeah. tired but pulling through. What have you been appearing in today? Give me a heart attack, oh, turned up five minutes before we started recording. Yeah, just some, uh, just something with Spielberg directing uh, Pretty Arty. No, it's a NatWest commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like all the commercials I do. For a bank. Living the dream. <laughs> I embarrass myself for sums of cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good to hear. Someone else who embarrasses himself for sums of cash. Harry Anton. Hi. What yeah. have you been up to later, my man? I turned down a play to carry on working in a pub. <laughs> Good career move. <laughs> was it the Jimi Hendrix play where you were playing Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, you can't say shit about that. And the oh, Portuguese guy was playing Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, there was a Portuguese guy playing Jimi Hendrix. And you're playing Jimi Hendrix. All along, did you watch that one? <laughs> that doesn't work for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, terrible to hear from you, Harry. <laughs> and that would be good, Stack. though. Mark Stack as well. How are things with you, man? Yeah, I'm right. How's it going? Yeah, decent. <laughs> At least ask what he's been up to. Otherwise, he's really. Cool. Oh, I've been <laughs> down the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if we work together, we have been talking about Count this. Knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry. I know, I know. So we'll start the show with a question, gentlemen. In light of Quentin Tarantino's movie Django Unchained being heavily broadcast, heavily broadcast, heavily edited for broadcast in China, what am I saying? <laughs> well, they ain't happy with the amount of violence in the film. I'd like you guys to tell me which actor or character you would like to edit out of a famous movie and why. Mark Stack. I want, I want to guess yours. Do you want to guess it? Well, going for people that you hate. It's an actress. She's a big actress. Catherine Heigl. Like, Sandra. Bigger than that. I like her. Bigger than Catherine Heigl. Julie Roberts. She's not that Yes. Ocean's Ocean's just 11. people you hate. Yes. Her in Ocean's Eleven. Julie Roberts in Ocean's Please don't high five in front of the mic. Yeah, that must have sounded really good. Huge peach. <laughs> She's so annoying that film. Sound nerd. Don't you have to hold the whole, the whole time. Yeah. I think like just um, take the money and run. Okay, no, no, because oh. the whole film is about. Danny Ocean coming back and robbing this guy all to get her back mm. and she's just a dick pointy looking dick yeah. in yeah. the whole thing she's she needs to smile looking. more when she, yeah. when she smiles I'm smile. like okay yeah fair enough she's a bitch she's like really in Mona Lisa smile she's really good in like a couple of films she's really good in uh, Pretty Ellen Woman Blokovic. and Erin Brockovich yeah. but she still butters she's yeah. fit in Pretty Woman uh, not in hell she'd get no no oh, I, yeah, I like her she'd see the hell not for me Legs Spike that's me We'll move on from the show, see the hill. <laughs> Ollie, what have you got for me? This is such a faux pas, because I didn't read the full part the of the question. <laughs> so, mine is Django. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take Tarantino out. Oh, oh that's good. Cameo yeah. was just a Maybe they did. Maybe that the Chinese is, took him out. Um, that is a terrible Yeah, maybe they just... And the Chinese. <laughs> maybe the Chinese took him out. <laughs> sound like some just, kind of like CIA guy. <laughs> he really ruins that film. He does almost, he almost not, takes not, away that's, from the no, film. Not ruins the film, but that bit's the worst bit in the film is when he yeah, does that weird That's fair enough. That's also, extra number 28 in any given plaza, European plaza scene from the Bourne films. Terrible. <laughs> extra 28. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Oh, uh, yeah, no, uh, Tarantino at Django. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'd go. Anton? I didn't know what to do because I'm quite nice. But then Spring Breakers happened and all the girls from Spring Breakers. <laughs> you take the girls out? Yeah, it's really weird because I really want to see it. Yeah, girls. Just be guys doing it means a lot. Like, if all you have to do, you don't have to do much in a film for me to like, like you. But then all the girls in Michael Bay films I think are awesome. But and the girls just did nothing for me and they pissed me off because they were like, they made Franco, who was so at the top of his games, mm. they tried to, they tried to, they made him seem worse. They were really hot though. 
Yeah, but then yeah, they are. They actually, no, they all look pretty ropey in that film. Yeah, but they're meant, yeah, they're hot ropey. They are kind of, meant to look ropey. I kind of hot. Yeah, I was not expecting too much. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen in this film? <laughs> I, I thought they're called. I think basically they're going to get more naked. <laughs> they did. I definitely <laughs> did think that. No, no, you want them out because they weren't naked enough. No, there was, and you want to transfer in women that just get naked awesome. in every film. There was, a, they weren't, they weren't. If they were just going to be mental and crazy, that would have been fair enough. But they had this weird thing where they were calling. They were calling their mum, and it was almost like, oh shit, we haven't given these people characters. Get them to call the home, and they call the mum. And then the next ten minutes are just, honestly, repeated sections of them going, hey mum, hey mum. That was repeated. How fit were the mums? <laughs> you see the mums because it was like last minute. They just probably called them up and said, can you just call your mum? Could they have swapped the mums for the girls and it would have been better? I'll make it with yeah. the mums. It would have made more sense. <laughs> I'll make it with the mums. You guys are terrible. So just get I, the mums in. That's mums. fine. I've taken sure four girls out of the film. We're just um, Franco with a gun. Mine, I actually took a slightly different tack. Um, like you would. I'd like to edit Cuba Gooding Jr. Don't out of like every that. film he's done since 2001. <laughs> because that guy was in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. He was amazing. He was a man of honour. He was superb. Boys in the Hood. Then, Love Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. And then, he, uh, then, it, then the 2000s happened. And he went, you know what? I'm going to do Pearl Harbor. And you're like, oh, okay, he's getting the money. Then he no, went, no, not Pearl Harbor. I'm going to do Daddy Daycare. He's amazing at Pearl Harbor. I'm going to go, shut up. I'm going to do Daddy Kate Daycare. I'm going to do Boat Trip. Mm. I'm going to do Snow Dogs. <laughs> this guy was one of the greatest actors. Oh, he was still, so good. One still of the good work. He's so cute. I think he's making classic. And now, and now he's like 15th build in American Gangster. He was in, um, yeah, and he I was, was like, oh God, thank God he's actually doing a good and movie. He, and he was cool in American Dad. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Cuba Gooding Jr. whipping huskies in Snow Dogs. Right. Can we go back longer? to the point when you said Pearl Harbor was first that should be like film. David Pearl Spade. Harbor's a terrible film. You know, that, you know his part in it, he was actually like, that guy existed. The guy who shot... There was, a, there was one guy who was a chef who carried, he constantly applied to be a part yeah, of the crew. That's yeah, yeah, such a cool story. So, Cuba Gooding Jr., Julia Roberts... I can't remember what you said. Tarantino in Django, or either of the male protagonists in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> and uh, all the women in Spring Breakers. <laughs> all the women. Including all the party scenes with the women. Bit like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> no, no. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So to let you guys know what's going to happen, we're going to be reviewing a current film and an archive film in every show. So for this week, our new release is The Place Beyond the Pines, which came out a couple of weeks ago. Just give you a little synopsis of Place Beyond the Pines. It stars Ryan Gosling, Bradley Cooper, Eva <coughs> Mendes, Rose Byrne, and Ray Liotta. Directed by Derek Cian France, who also directed Blue Valentine, which had Ryan Gosling in. Brief synopsis of the plot, you know, it's Ryan Gosling stars as a biker called Luke Glanton, who turns to crime to make money when he finds out he has a son with Eva Mendes. Bradley Cooper plays a policeman whose life and relationship with his own infant son has changed after an encounter with Glanton. The movie then moves on 15 years to look at how the actions of the two affect their now teenage sons. Um, further support comes from Ray Liotta as a crooked cop and Rose Byrne as Cooper's wife. So, Okay. Firstly, superb synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what? Without, without any spoilers. It moves on 15 years, but Bradley Cooper does not age. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. Eva Mendes looks terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah looks terrific. You've got to think, like, maybe Bradley Cooper was at, like, 22. Maybe she was at 32. <laughs> he was 29. And then... Oh, well, they, they, they specifically say his age. He's 29. <laughs> what they say, Eva Mendes. Because she could be, like, <laughs> creeping at, like... Maybe she was 37, and then 15 years makes her... Well, they're kind of poor. 50, 
Do they're kind of poor and Bradley Cooper's kind of rich. So that's why I'm going to rich age better. He, he, he can afford his like mahogany Q10 wrinkle creams. I've still got a Notting Hill over that synapsis. Synopsis? Synopsis. Synopsis. What's a nut? Okay, I don't want to ask. Let's talk about Bradley Cooper. Let's talk about Bradley Cooper because obviously Ryan Gosling and Bradley Cooper both equal billing at the top. How did you compare those two together? It's almost like a given that Ryan Gosling is amazing in it. No matter how big Ryan Gosling gets and how much noise Ryan Gosling, when you watch him in a film, you're still like, you're still enthralled by him. But I think the most, the incredible part of that film was Bradley Cooper because he was such a complex character. And you were going for him, even though, like, he was a bit of a wanker. Bradley Cooper's character... Um, Could have easily been a wanker. I thought he was definitely the most convincing performance of the film. Mm. Um, he was the one who seemed to have... The, the plot seemed to have the most impact on him and his life compared to anyone in it. The anchor. Uh, yeah, exactly. I thought the kids were good. I know mm. people probably won't like it because I think it's very hard to be... <laughs> yeah, very good, but being younger and acting is really complex. So Mark, no, fuck what, that. Like, what, you can be young, just don't be in the film if you can't do it. Mark, no, <laughs> Mark what, about, what do you reckon about Bradley Cooper's son, AJ? He's got a no relationship with his father. Yeah, but I think you see his, the kids' well, vulnerability as much as you see his trying to be well, what I think, what I think the point job. is, is I think the point <clears> is he's so opposite to him, and that's why he has this, this aggressive nature and this, like, really... Like aggressive attitude and this like city attitude when he's clearly from like a. <laughs> but you see that in Cooper, in early Cooper, <clears throat> you see him. Being yeah, like yeah, that. that's true. <clears throat> Which is why that's because he wants to be not like his dad as yeah. well. Yeah, and also he's lost and doesn't want yeah. to do. This is the, this is the <clears throat> central theme of the film, isn't it? It's, it's the father-son relationship, the actions of the father, the impact, yeah. impact yeah. on the son. How do you think that worked, Harry? Like, do you think that was something that did you con- did that convince you? Did that work for you? The father-son thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say about the, uh, the father son thing works work, work down to the kids, and I was just going to say about the kids because I thought the film would be a face. When we say kids, they're not that young. They're yeah, but kids, you get what I mean. Teenagers. Like I, I thought one guy was brilliant. The um, the guy who's going to be her husband. Yeah, Gosling. So yeah, I suppose they had to have a conflict. They had to accidentally meet in school, and they had to have this problem where they met, and then the problem got dealt with. But really, the whole film was trying to say the the actions had an impact on the kids. Yeah. So, like, the bigger thing is the fact that the kids, Bradley Cooper's kids, is a bit of a dick because Bradley Cooper's shunned him because he couldn't look at his child. Yeah. Mark, you said earlier when we were talking about it that it has four climaxes. It's like, mm, like four different... Sex. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly it's like four movies knit together, but they, they're, they're so independent of each other. That's what I was going to say. The, 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 you're saying the main point being about Blah blah blah. But I don't, there's, there's, it's not that linear. It feels like three separate movies. Yes. The movie with Ryan Gosling, the mm. movie with Bradley Cooper, and then the movie with the kids. So, uh, <coughs> so yeah, what, what what do we guys reckon out of ten? <laughs> For me, I think that yeah, I thought I'm largely agree with what you said. Isolated moments of brilliance in this, the way it was shot, the, the performances, the characterization, little points here and there. But overall, I feel it was kind of like existentialist in the sense that at one point I'm like, is it saying that? One guy on one side of the tracks and the other guy on the other side of the tracks. Society deems one good, one bad, but they're both as bad as each other. But then even that gets lost because it changes so much that I just felt there was it was always it was always a bit arbitrary. Like, I remember that point in the cinema when you said this is meandering and over long. It just didn't have enough of an arc and it wasn't linear enough for me to go. I can actually see what they're trying to say. Cool. So that it lets it down. But so overall, I'd probably give it. I don't know, six point nine. Six point nine, Ollie Britton. Harry Anton. I think if, if it finished after Bradley Cooper's and Ryan Gosling's both incredible bits, it would probably got like a, like a nine or a ten. But because because a bit of the end, you love giving high marks. Because <laughs> of the end, I'll be seven as well because I kind of lost it. So seven, seven for Harry Anton. What? Um, I saw a lot of positives, so I really 
saw a lot of um, great acting performances, which shows good direction. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great director, with obviously because he did Blue Valentine. Derek's here in France, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of development there. So I'm going to be quite positive about it. I'm going to go for a 7.5. 7.5, Mark? Because it's give, I've, I've slept on it like I said I would, mm. and talking about it, I'm being quite defensive about it, which means I like it. That's yeah, good. Yeah. I thought it was. It runs. Shut up, cow. <laughs> <laughs> it runs at two hours twenty minutes, which I think it could have gone down to, 20. you know, one hour. Could have, could have lost twenty minutes, half an hour, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. It, it felt like it was beating you over head with the same point repeatedly. Yeah. And that it just didn't really go much deeper. It didn't really develop that much. It was like, you know, you've made your point now. What are you going to move on to? And it didn't really do. <coughs> I agree with you on the whole that whole linear aspect of things, Ollie. The, but the performances were superb. Yeah. Some of the cine, cinematography was amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in now the sixes. Going to go, yeah, I'm going to go six point seven. Point seven. Are we less allowing six point seven? Yeah, no, that's it. So that gives us a grand total of seven point oh two five. So seven. <laughs> Basically, straight that. seven. I think that's that. perfect. That's sad. I that's out of that. That's okay. Seven. That's cool. Congratulations, Phil. I like the tuna here. Bullshit, asshole. No one likes a tuna here. Yeah, well, I do. Now we come to a section of the show known as Three Fast, Three Furious. In this section, Harry will be given 30 seconds to preview three upcoming films based solely on the trailers. So I'm going to put 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock. Thank you. Hold on a second. Let me just get my watch out. <laughs> I don't think you've got this in you, Harry. I've got it, mate. I reckon I can read I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Harry, how are you feeling? You feeling good? Good. Are you introducing I'm the films? Am I introducing the films? You're introducing the films. Yeah, no, okay. Harry, I'm tired of yeah. your 10 seconds for each one. Yeah. Okay. You've got to introduce go. it. So, no, no, not go. I'll tell go. you. Go. I, t- I decided Action. to go. Action. <laughs> the crowd is ready. The crowd is going. Uh, take one. So, Harry, you have 30 seconds. Go what time. have you got for us this week? Go. Okay, first one was Thor in the Dark World. Just imagine Game of Thrones and with Thor instead of a bunch of weird old English people and American people fighting over who gets to be king of a bunch of different shit places no one gets a shit about. <laughs> and it's got planets and Mjolnir, which is the name of the fucking hammer. Next. Um, Ripped, which is Ryan Reynolds as a cop who dies but goes to a place where you're not really dead yet and they team up with Jeff Bridges and together they find dead people and bring them to... It's Men in Black with Ghosts. <laughs> Next. <laughs> exactly. Rush. It's a 1970s Formula 1 where sex was safe and driving was dangerous. That Sex, driving was... That <laughs> sex, it's basically sex, and, sex and cars with Thor and Ron oh, Howard. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's clever. <laughs> Sex and cars and sex. Cars and Ron Howard. Ron Howard. That was my favourite. Oh, just you, you desperately shouting Ron Howard. Ron Howard. <laughs> well, uh, out of Harry's previews, what, what would you most like to see out of this? Uh, I want to see Men in Black with most because I don't want to see RIPD. Yeah, the rest in peace department. <laughs> 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 that sounds like the worst thing ever. RIPD. I'm simply saying that life... Uh, finds a way. Now it's time for our archive review. Uh, this film came out a decade ago and was very well received by critics. Let's see if we agree. It's Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition, I'll just give you a brief overview. Uh, starring Tom Hanks, Daniel Craig, Paul Newman and Jude Law. Directed by Sam Mendes, obviously of American Beauty, Jarhead and Skyfall fame. Skyfall. Tom Hanks plays mob hitman Michael Sullivan, who goes on the run with his older son, after his wife and younger son are murdered by a former associate, Connor Rooney, played by Daniel Craig. Jude Law is the assassin hired to track them down, while James Paul Newman Bond. is... He's also James Bond, yes. Jude Law is the assassin hired to track them down, while Paul Newman is John Rooney, the mob boss and father of Connor. 
torn between whether to protect his biological son or Sullivan, who he sees as a surrogate son. So, uh, that's, well, Road to Perdition. Harry, shoot I well received it. It's a place. Um, you well received it. So it's nice to know you're in, when Sam Mendes or something, is so classy. Everything's so classy. <coughs> that it's was like, Sam Mendes, by the way. It was cemented. <laughs> it's like, not, not, not necessarily slow burning, but there's like, characters and you're like in grid hands and it's confident you can characters in the movie but I mean like fleshed, the press. fleshed out elegance this is going to be big this is going to be huge <laughs> characters in the movie you can like you can, you, can, you can sit down you can just like it's, I love Sam Mendes hmm. basically so I good I, Mark <laughs> don't, I don't know just make sure Harry doesn't speak some magical performances yeah especially from Newman Newman was outrageous Daniel Craig was yeah, brilliant. Tom Hanks was great mustache as ever. <laughs> Did he have ages? Soft, yeah, it's a fine mustache. It's a mustachey kind of morning. <laughs> um, so how you knew he was a stern father? He had a mustache. Yeah, yeah that's true. Was. I think of a mustache for this part. Good work, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and then say every line exactly how I normally would. <laughs> Did he got AIDS in this one? <laughs> that's the wrong film. <laughs> Is he that 13 year old? No, this is a depression. AIDS didn't exist until the 80s. <laughs> Bob was like, Bob was just. No one looks, yeah. The demon, yeah. the monkey. <laughs> good point. Where have we is got to? Where have we the got to? With the monkey. Paul Newman. Well, you said Paul Newman. I want to talk about Paul Newman. <sighs> yeah. Like, criminally underused. Mm. He's in like four or five scenes and he's absolutely amazing in every single one. Do you reckon he was aging and they were like, Will he be as good? And then he came on the, he came on the scene and just blew everyone out of the way like, fuck. Maybe they're a bit worried about like, the whole Richard Harris uh, or Oliver Reed gladiator thing. They'd be like, oh, God, he might die. No, no, <laughs> no, that would suck. I'm going to do that CGI like thing that. again. I think the we barely got away like with that. it last time. I think the character was just like that, like sort of uh, Brando in Godfather. He's not yeah. in it the whole time. And Nicholson in Departed. Yeah. It's like little bits can actually have more that of an effect. Because the man that they can yeah. do that. One thing that's been very controversial about this movie is the Jude Law. Yeah. We've got, I know we've got different views on this. Harry, you present your case for, then I'll... I'll present my case. Um, the movie was based on a graphic novel or a comic book. And the movie's very, like like I said, the classy, uh, subtle, downtones thing. And there's one guy who read it and went, this is how this character should be played. And Jude Law came across with, like, a massive, massive character. He's, like, making loads of choices, loads of really big choices. And he came across, like... Was, I couldn't stop looking at him. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was, like... I was, like, drawn, drawn, to, that, drawn to that guy because he was so, like, <laughs> dangerous and different to everyone else. And I thought he, he captured perhaps an aspect of this era. Especially in Hollywood anyway, the kind of more extreme version of it. When in, more in, in Sam Mendes' version, it was more like realistic and drawn in. I thought it was really cool to have a character go like, boom, and then come out with this fucking crazy shit. I thought that it just, that the Jude Law character was so incongruous with the rest of the movie, basically. Mm. That, now, I don't know whether said, that's a You place. said it in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, is that his fault? I don't know, but yeah. you've got everyone else plays it so straight, everyone else plays it so real and so deep, and Jude Law's this kind of crazy caricature figure running around causing mischief and mayhem in a wild, kind of crazy Ridley way. Yeah. It's like, he sort of, uh, his character sort of doesn't make sense because they're, these mob guys and they can hire any sort of hitman. They hire this like wacky no. hitman. No, they can't hire any sort of hitman. That's the point. They've got to hire a wacky one. Yeah, because he's got to kill a kid, <laughs> Mr. Ripley. Ollie, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Ollie's reading from a tablet? <laughs> I just kind of see kind of really well imagined uh, the kind of depression era in the USA at the talk time. About Jude Law's makeup. Um, you know, we talk about Capone and that whole bootlegging era. You know, it just kind of captures that in a way that's so true to that kind of. 
um, epoch in American history. Can we talk about Take Jude Law's makeup after? He, there's a, there's a scene where Jude Law gets in a bit of a scrape, and for some uh-huh. reason they decided that the best thing to do was to make him look like a cross between Hellraiser <coughs> and the North Korean guy out of Die Another Day with the diamonds on his face. <laughs> I like that character. Maybe a really bad <laughs> makeup artist. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, it just looked that. like he'd immediately healed yeah. and was like 20 years later, but it wasn't that long. It was like, like a vajazzle on his face. It was a bit Maybe like they should have done that to Bradley Cooper and placed him in the pines to make him heal 15 years. Yeah. Vajazzle. Yeah. I mean, the bit with Michael. Face. Is that what you're planning to have done on your face in Maybe 15 I years? Yeah, you do that. <laughs> okay, guys, so I'm going to have to ask for your ratings out of 10, Harry. 6.8. Okay, you're not going to tell me why or just going to. 6. Give me number. Point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that uh, binary for road to petition? Six point eight it is, Mark. I want a bit more from you. Like six point nine. No, <laughs> not numbers wise. Just tell me why, um, please. Yeah, please. It's not the most gripping film. Oh. It's a, it's a film that left a lot to be like sort of desired. It, it could have been a lot more than it was. So there's a bit of disappointment there, but there's a lot of good. So again, I'm going to go for a sort of just above average 6.5. Mm. 6.5 for Mark Stack. Ollie? Yeah, you know, um, similar kind of... Uh, Do it the start feel. of walking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, a film like that is crazy. You know, the acting's good. Um, but for me, you know, there's a lot of things you could do to change the film. So, like, I'm too tired for walking. I'm going to give it a... Um, Seven, a little bit better, just because purely, I think it's a really good plot. And, um, you liar. No, it's, it's just one of the classics. So. Seven. Okay. Well, we seven, seven. I don't think Repetition is one of the classics. You've had your turn. You made your bed with six point eight. Neither does Ollie. Six point eight. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. You don't get to talk anymore. That's Classic it, you're done. in an existential kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Good. Stop saying existential. You said it in every se- Four, section. Once. Once. Yeah, once, and you get edited in. Be like, that's Where did you learn that? Now it's my time. So you shut up. Six point eight. I thought. I agree with Mark on this, you know, it could have been such a great movie. It was a good movie, I enjoyed it, but like, a great movie, I don't want to pause. This, I could have walked away at any stage and picked it up and gone, yeah, 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 this is okay. There's a couple of amazing scenes, both of which have Paul Newman in them. And, um, you know, I feel they could have used more of his character, developed him a bit more with Michael Sullivan. But still, I think there was some great stuff in it. It was, it was very nicely shot, well put together. It was pretty engaging. I'm going to give it a 7.1. I'm going to be a little more generous than you guys. So 7.1. Given an overall score of 6.85. 6.9. Nice. So. Solid. Solid. Two solid. Possible. Does well. Is that what the. Is that, is that, is that, what, that the tagline? <laughs> that's the tagline. Imagine if that was the tagline. The road of Possible. Does well. <laughs> Would you see a film like that? <laughs> <laughs> This here is a section that I'm very excited about. It's Ollie's challenge. Do you have a thing for Ollie? Each show, the man himself, Oliver Britton, will set Mark, Harry, and I a challenge. Whoever cracks it is the winner. Over to you, Ollie. (laughs) Okay, so basically, it's kind of top five quotes. Um, I'm going to either say the beginning of the quote or the end of the quote, and you will have to fill in that quote to get the point. However, as there's five, 
it will range in difficulty. And, and you one, start again. one being easy, five being <laughs> difficult. And also in points, the first one, one point, second one, second point, okay. third one, third point. Do we buzz? Do we have to put hands no, up no, no, when we buzz? No, no. What you do is write it down. Uh, write it down? On a phone or your tablet. I, I don't know. have a pen. Get it, get it, get it, it's ridiculous. Come on, ridiculous this is the 21st century. Well, just re- I'll just remember. Okay. Stop remembering. You've got to write it down. It doesn't count. And, and, and then when we mark it, I'll go through each um, each of you and, and you say what you think is the, the quote. And I'll go, and that's the real quiz. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'll go, uh-uh, if it's wrong and I'll, then I'll say it myself if it's right. Okay, so first... I don't impression. think Harry's going to win. No, I think he will. You're going to have to fill in... These impressions are just... You're gonna quotes, say quotes. But I will say them as the... Character, to my best ability. In character. So the first quote, you need to say the second part, I'll give you the first part. This is going to be very easy. Okay. My partner has many leather-bound books <laughs> and smells of... <laughs> good. Nice and wow. easy to get your... Yeah, good start, right, you know. <clears throat> I also That's nice, because that means Harry's going to get one. So, <laughs> it's good, Harry. <laughs> oh, man. Second quote for two points. Well, you've got to write them down. That's I've got them in my head. But I've got no battery. Outrageous. Give me a pen. For this quote, you will have to say the beginning of the quote. I'll give you the end. Okay. And it's worth fighting for. I'm gonna give it to you again. Oh God, yeah. Um... And it's worth fighting for. And it's worth fighting for. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Scottish accent? I think we brought it. It's worth fighting for. I think um, I've got it. I've got no idea. Okay. Right. Number three. Okay. I will say the first bit. You finish the quote with this one. Luxembourg. Everything the light touches. Yeah, I've I know the movie, I've only seen it once. I've seen it once when I was about oh. five. The fourth one does include a lot of sea bombs, but I'm going to gap them So you need to give me the first part of this quote, I'll give you the second part. And not till <laughs> do we find out what <laughs> done it. Yes. <laughs> so what are we doing here? Fill in the first part of the quote. Before. Not the sea bombs. No, so I give you this, I want the first part. So do it, do it. Oh, so I, don't know what she, I don't know what he says before. Well, that's, well, this is hard, this is for four points. So. <sighs> And not leaves here. Do we find out what done it? Oh, uh, I love that scene. I love that scene. I love that scene. Oh, why couldn't you have just done the bit afterwards? Why can't you say the point? And this is for five. This is going to be difficult because you'll all know the quote, but you will probably not know this. I'm losing this. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North. Okay. Comes next. Can I, I need at least first, four or five words. Because I haven't written mine down. My name is Mes- Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North. Okay. Okay, got it, yeah. Do you want to hear any again, or have you all got like, um, Can I do like my answers first, because I haven't written them down? Do you know what I mean? Okay. 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 If you get it wrong, I'll go, if you get it right, I'll say the quote. So, first one. Okay, can you do the first bit? Yeah. I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of... Rich Mahogany. Rich yes. Mahogany. <laughs> I think we want Rich Mahogany written down. We all do. That's a point for that, get that point. Yeah, second one. So the first bit, and it's worth fighting for. Anyone else? I think I know this one. I don't know it. No points, Callum. Th- there's some good in this world. So close, oh, Mr. Frodo. Mr. Frodo. Yeah, you get half a point. Oh come on, this is good. I would have said Mr. Uh, oh no, I get it. Yeah, no, which is one point. You didn't let me finish. finish. You didn't let me finish. I didn't have a chance to get that. <laughs> oh, okay. There's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and there's one point in the world. You can't give me that. Yeah, like, okay, you, you, get, you get the two. You get one. Yeah, you get one. Two, that's fine. Uh, number three is um, Luxembourg. Everything the light touches. <laughs> I don't know that. No, no, no. I know, obviously, it's the Lion King. Is our kingdom. Oh! Our kingdom. Everything the light touches. That's so annoying. Big, big quote. quote. That, really good quote. That is a great quote. And uh, number four. Oh, I don't know what he says beforehand. Okay. 
Come on, it's just this it lady here's been glass. There he goes. Ah, uh, it's Begbie. He throws the glass. Yeah, it's Begbie. And then he goes. He throws the glass. Ah, oh, that lassie got glass. <laughs> yeah. And all <laughs> living up to these people. Oh. Highlander, yeah. <laughs> More points for that, so no points. No points. I reckon I know this, this one. one. Okay, okay, so I'll give it this. This is tough though, because it actually uh, says more than you think. Yeah. Okay, okay. See how much marks. You will remove your helmet and tell me your name. My name is Maximus Decimus Brutius, commander of the armies of the north. General to the. Keep going. Felix Legions. Hey! Father, Father of no, dead son. Husband to a murdered wife. Father to a murdered son. Unfortunately, I will have, have my vengeance, vengeance in this, this life or the next. Unfortunately, all wrong. What? Oh, God. Commander to... My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Commander of the Army of the North. General of the Phoenix Legions. Loyal servant to the true Emperor, Maximus Meridius. Father to a murdered son. But, you know what? I was only looking for the General of the Phoenix Legion. The way he says the Emperor bit is the best thing ever. Because it's the true emperor. The true emperor. Yeah. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. And Commodus is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the emperor. I think if we played this back, we'll hear me saying General of the Future. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> yeah, you oh, get okay, then. So that gives you eight points. Well eight done, points. Gal. Well done. Well your one. <laughs> well done. You, you got three, didn't you? Rich Mahogany. It's worth fighting for. Oh, right. Gentlemen. Poppycock. If you played at home, maximum 15 points. If you played at home, you need to get out more. Yeah. So true. That's just Harry being mean. Cheers, Ollie. Great game. Very well done. Thank you. I won. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla was the prom queen. Now is our news wrap about what's been happening recently in the world of film. And where else to start yeah, than with Can? The lineup for the film festival was announced this week, so we're going to have some of the big films. Can. Big films expected to make a splash in the south of France. Oh, who wants to uh, who wants to talk about Only God Forgives? Oh God, uh, I don't see any hands up. Uh, no, no, no one, no one's talking about it. Go on, Harry. I talk about Only God Forgives. Who's directing it? Uh, Nicholas Winding Griffin, who directed Drive and Pusher. Just name the film people know. Okay, Drive. Um. Also, like Drive, this is going to be like another nightmare. Oh no, Drive, they said Drive was going to be like a dream. This is going to be like a nightmare. So it's basically even darker, even more horrible, more violence. It's a nightmare for the guy who got a th- knife put in his throat. What a really cool thing about it is, obviously, there's not the obvious, which is Ryan Gosling's playing a, a Mai Tai fighter in Thailand. He's a gangster. Or Chris, um, I've I completely forgotten the woman. Kristen Scott Thomas. Yeah, and yeah. she's been doing like incredible oh, things wow, yeah. in theatre. And in French film, and people are like bumming her. Yeah, because she's bilingual. She's amazing. Yeah, she's perfect. She's French like, at the, she's literally at the top of her game, and this is the first big, big-ish film that she's been in. Sorry, since the English Patient. Come on. To a certain extent, no, nah, she's been in. She's been. In Obviously, stuff. after that, yeah, she did a lot. But she'll be awesome in it, and it'll be really cool to see those two sparring off each other. Well, that's one. That's one of the films that's been mentioned. Greg Gadsby is another one. Yeah. Greg Gatsby. Baz uh, Luhrmann's directing it. Yeah, yeah, I was excited to read the book. Now I think it's going to be shit. <laughs> I'm most excited about um, Sederberg's uh, Behind the Candelabra. Oh, yeah? I'm very excited about that. You just read that off Carl's. No, 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 no. Sederberg's fucking <laughs> trailer. Yeah, Michael Douglas looks amazing. So good. Yeah. Liberace. And so does um, mm. uh, Matt Damon. Matt I mean, mean, it's such a weird... The way they... The makeup in this... Uh, kind of... I don't know. It, it, it makes me think it's going to have the same effect as I Love You, Philip Morris, in the term of like, ooh, gay relationship, but much more... This time we can actually focus on the story rather than the fact it's 
games yeah. because it's just that you, little you, bit. You've got faith. It's Soderbergh directing. It's yeah. that's you've yeah, got a lot of faith. Yeah. It's good. But um, Greg Asby. Yeah, Gatsby. Don't read the book. <laughs> the book is terrible. I'm really interested to see how what the Baz Luhrmann, Leonardo DiCaprio thing goes to. I generally was the most interested. Ninety six, Romeo and Juliet. Ninety seven. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like you know, he was, he was basically a kid when he did that film. He was like what? Eighteen. He was like seven. But that's what I like about so true to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, correct. Good Shakespeare. Yeah. Also meant to be in Shakespeare's times. And Toby McGuire, Isla Fisher, strong cut. Karen Mulligan. Banging. Yeah, look, Karen Mulligan. Karen Mulligan. She's on fire right now. What, what's she on? I... Local girl. Yeah, she's local. Because she's also in the Coen Brothers movie that's a can. Oh, yeah, Inside the Well and Davis. Oh, what's it called? Inside Lewin Davis. Because Isaac. It's about a 1960s folk singer played by Oscar Isaac. He's really good at kind of. Karen Mulligan and Justin Timberlake. Anytime there's a Coen Brothers film that comes out, it just makes me extremely excited. Yeah, me too. And also JT, anything he does, I just love that guy. That always makes me want to watch the Entourage episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> makes me want to go there with well, the Entourage guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, victory! It's so melody. Yeah, yeah. I go and watch my deal. Not sell it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't sell it. Should have sold it. Seventy-five million. Should have sold to Harvey. They really need to do something million. to keep some semblance of a plot involved in that series, though. So. Yeah, they did. If they sold it, <laughs> and everything goes well. <laughs> just those guys if they sold it, that's half seasons. the that's half the length of that series. That's four seasons. That's it. If they sell that, there's four seasons that done. Nothing yeah. happens in that, but it's so good, though. Yeah. Spoiler alert! What, Entourage? <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-spoiler. Uh, <laughs> and just one other piece of news I wanted to bring up. Uh, effectively, Garden State 2. Wish yes. I Was Here. Movie's coming out. Zach Braff. So, Zach Braff has raised more than a million dollars through the crowdfunding site Kickstarter to fund the movie. Oh, I auditioned for a Kickstarter film. Did you? Did not get the part. Is it Zach Braff? <laughs> No. Well, then shut the hell up. Watch Garden State if you haven't Watch seen it. Watch Garden State. Yeah. Watch Garden State. The we need to get that in at some point. Should we do a, a harmony of Watch Garden State? Watch, Watch Garden State. There's a. Oh. Don't get up there. Something we could do Garden State. Next time you're gonna log Toga, 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 toga. So also this week, um, there's going to be some movies on TV. Mark, have you got? What's I love this section. Going on TV no, across this week. Too. What should Everyone our? Everyone loves it, but no one actually cares. What, what should our <laughs> listeners listen out for? Watch out for. I on feel TV. like Mark should do this to music. Sunday. Uh, Sunday's got a few films on it. it always does. Sunday at nine pm. It's got Love and Other Drugs. It looks. Oh, it's pretty. I actually. It's pretty good. But it's I've heard weird. great things. But it's kind of. Anne Hathaway is pretty naked the whole film. Yeah, on Channel Four. On ITV Two. There is Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Good comedy. Bloody like good watch. Yeah. But it clashes Ooh. with a serious film. On a, uh, that, sorry, Hot Fuzz is on ITV2. On ITV4, exactly the same time. 10 o'clock on Sunday. Ooh. LA Confidential. Watch oh, it. Watch LA Confidential. Watch it. Record Hot Fuzz. Or just watch it Yeah, just watch LA Confidential. Record LA Confidential. Watch it again. Get a poster of LA Confidential, act out the characters in your spare time. <laughs> cool cast, talk to me about LA Confidential. Yeah, call me, talk to me about LA Confidential. Magnificent. That's what I'm going to be doing Sunday night, 100%. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that. See you there. Wonderful the word. Time. That, that was on the other night. Magnificent. That was actually on, that was oh, on the other night. Oh, they get a lot, don't they? Yeah, they yeah, get a lot. Uh, but this is what's on Sunday night. So Flawless. It's close to Flawless films you can get. Monday at 9pm, this is one for Harry on Film 4. Transformers. Iron Man. 
Yeah. Yes. I have never seen the first one, you know. What so. the fuck? Can we, uh, <laughs> so watch you guys take this It's for, uh, if you like superhero films, it's one of the best. It's a really Mark likes it, which not yeah. says something if you like superhero films. Tuesday at 9pm on Film 4 and is then The Mighty Predator. Free <gasps> <gasps> data. Have you ever seen Predator? Oh, that, Arnold Schwarzenegger's awesome in it. Get and, to the uh, chopper. Don't be a black guy in Predator. At 11, that's what I'm 11.15. You don't last very long. <laughs> on the same evening at 11.15 on BBC One is Scorsese's The Aviator. Oh, I've never seen that. I haven't seen that. Is that the Howard Hughes? Yeah, I'm not saying that. Thank you. Worth the watch. I did a quote from that. And on Wednesday on ITV4 at 10pm is the controversial Natural Born Killers. That's a cool movie. It's a cool movie. Tarantino's script, Oliver Stone directed. Give them a watch. So we're going to finish every show by one of us announcing their top five in a given topic. To kick us off in our first week, Harry's going to give us his top five face-off movies in honour of the Ryan Gosling-Bradley Cooper dynamic in The Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> we should define face-off, really. Harry, do you define the definition of face-off? Is? The reason it's confusing is because this idea will happen before we saw the movie. So I thought the movie was, first of all, like two big marquee names at the top of their game going at each other. And there was also their characters kind of having a scene, which I imagine would be pivotal, which does kind of happen, but the scene is... It's very the scene brief. Is a bullet. <laughs> Two guns inside. That's as good as it gets. Enough, enough of the spoilers. Um, so basically, face-offs mean that along, that along that kind of thing. Existential. A way to get to there easily is... This isn't the top five. This is just A5. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, come no, in. Top five. Top five. Where are your balls, man? Okay, number five. Is Megatron versus no? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, please don't have that many superhero films. Well, Megatron versus Optimus. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the um, the classic one to make Mark happy. Is Brando versus Vivian Lee, which is good for so many reasons in the top five face Why don't that make Mark happy? Because he likes the classic movies. You need to Brando versus Vivian Lee. This is good for some reason because. Um, the original stage cast stayed the same apart from the lead actress who got taken out and they put a bigger marquee name in it which is Vivian Lee. Can you name the movie? Yeah, Streetcar yeah. Named Desire. Okay, sorry. thank you. Oh, yeah, thank <laughs> I thought you guys knew that. Yeah, okay. I did. But like, no, oh, no, of course you did. Not <laughs> everyone listening to the podcast. Stop. Stop. No. So Streetcar Named Desire and it's so, basically... So Brandon and Lee, you know, well, <laughs> I don't, didn't think I need to talk anymore. That's all I need to say. Brandon and Lee was good for so many reasons but mainly it was a different style of acting that Brando came with and that Vivian Lee had. She's a brilliant actress, so she was gone with the wind. She's a massive successful actress. Brando was a new upstarter. Vivian Lee's like a classically trained British actress. Marlon Brando was like the street actors or, the, or the method actors. Yeah, method. So then, um, in basically every single, there's a really, there's a really important scene when she comes out. Uh, it's, it's really early on in the film, and Brando's basically just come back from bowling with his mates, and he's so like realistic compared to Vivian Lee, who obviously had this idea of the scene as a pre, like pre-planned. And you can tell that everything she says makes no sense with what Brando's giving her. Because Brando's giving her completely something else and she doesn't know how to deal with it. And it's amazing to watch because you see this actress who's at the top of a game and going, what the fuck's going on over there? So that, um, number five is Brando and versus... This is Vivian Lee. Kind of <laughs> cool. Thank you. We can't exactly... I don't think we can argue with that. Okay. That's good. Uh, number four. Yeah, number four because I'm doing a superhero one. Is a prelude to number three actually? Oh, is is like the that. Joker versus the Dark Knight? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. The scene where the scene now where, we got ourselves a top five. <laughs> yeah. Scene where Hello. he's crazy and Christian Bale is playing it well, relatively straight, good cop, bad cop, like the baddest 
of the bad cops, yeah. Batman comes in. Some guy's been nice to then he goes, alright, send the bad cop in. I'm Batman. It would just be strange. But um, that scene is amazing because um, I'm not wearing all they're the both best. They're both almost so into their characters that it, it's just amazing. Oh, and he, he, he pokes at um, Batman's moral dilemma when he can't kill. He's like, you can't do anything to me. In this room, like, I'm impenetrable. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is Heat. When, uh, when Christopher Nolan was making, was making The Dark Knight, one of the films he made them watch was Heat. Wow. And there's so many parallels between those two films. I just thought this was an awesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, watch this. <laughs> but, um, I thought we were going to hang out. Oh, sorry. Watch a movie, yeah. He's, he's made because it's two guys who were... It's, really, it's actually quite similar to the Place from the Pines, I suppose, as well. Two guys from different part of the tracks, and they're both like... Um, they both come up with two completely likeable characters, and you don't really know who you want to win out of both of them. And then it comes to a pivotal scene when they're in the... Uh, the restaurant where they meet each other and kind of see eye to eye and it's just amazing to finally get to see the biggest actors who had never ever been in a scene together before that time yeah ever no because obviously the, the, the Godfather part 2 mm. where they're both in and they don't share the scene. Scene. Yeah. Yeah, they don't share yeah very confusing Aren't they the only and that, was, that was the best and unfortunately obviously the other film happened with 50 Cent but um, at that point <laughs> it was the most incredible thing ever Righteous, there was a remake right, no Righteous Kill oh, was okay. they, the next film they kind of did together um, that's oh, the most, yeah, and that yeah, kind of that kind of bleeds in. That I think does, I've erased that from my mind. <laughs> that bleeds in to the basically when two macho guys or two guys who are both like they're not going to give in completely into the best scene in Pulp Fiction. Well, the second best scene after the watch is when <laughs> Butch versus Vince Vega. Vince Vega? Yes. Yeah. yeah. John Travolta is yeah. John Travolta. When they're at the, when they're at the bar. John Travolta versus Bruce Willis. Yeah. Vince yeah. Vega versus who's the character? Butch. Butch. And they're both sitting. They're both sitting down at the bar. And you know that you know that Willem's going to say something to the other because they're both these two tough guys who are never going to bow down to each other. <laughs> one's a boxer, one's what's, a hitman. Yeah, what does he turn around and say? <laughs> Not your friend. Pal. He says, um, "You got a problem, friend." You got Not a your friend, 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 friend. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, punchy. Shut up, punchy. <laughs> but then that scene's amazing because it's two guys who are completely. Their characters are so drawn out that before that scene happens, you're wondering, <coughs> oh, who, the, "Who the fuck would win if?" Imagine <coughs> if that carried on. But the best one, the best face-off, the best marquee two names is Angel Heart, and it's Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke versus De Niro. So De Niro now is like um, 1988. De Niro is completely at the top of his game, best actor in the world. Every single person knows this. Mickey Rourke's a guy coming up, and every single person is almost scared to go into the scene with De Niro because you just get the you just get acted the shit out. Of. Mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke's only time he goes, "No, fuck that. I'm the best. This guy is this guy is nothing on me." So he came in the scene bringing all this, and he's the only person to really give De Niro disrespect. And Alan Parker knew this when he was making the movie. So in that scene, he made sure that that scene is a scene where um, he comes... They have a couple of scenes together, but the one where it's kind of more taut is the middle. Where De Niro comes, summons Mickey Rourke to him and tells him how his progress is going on the case he's doing. And uh, De Niro sits there, kind of unscrambling this... Sorry, doing this egg. He's got this egg which is unpeeling, basically. And um, Mickey Rourke decides to play his things as well. So Mickey Rourke starts playing with his nails. And they're kind of looking at each other, and then there was so much heat going on in that film that um, Alan Parker, the director, made sure there's a camera here and a camera there, catching both at the same time, rather than one filming the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to head in the last scene of the movie, which is, I know who I am! I know what I am! And it's Mickey Rourke just screaming at De Niro, and Rourke kills it. In that film, anyway, Rourke, Rourke is better than De Niro, so that's the best place to wow. Good choices. Anyone else? Oh, what, have you, what have you got? Yeah, I kind of got overall face off in terms of the whole movie, and then also kind of isolated incidents, because I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. So one is, uh, <laughs> you're just going to laugh at all of these. Mr. Anderson versus Neo. Oh, okay. No, no, that's cool. I like that. I mean, especially yeah. in the first one. 
Yeah, yeah. Mr. Anderson. The unstoppable force of Mr. Anderson versus the chosen one uh, versus yeah, Canoe cool. Reed. Unstoppable force versus the movie. So I'll object. do my two serious and then two facetious. The other one, Gandalf versus the Balrog. Absolutely not. <laughs> I know what Balrog is. What's, what's bad about that? We'll skip <laughs> You just mix up so you can do impressions. What? <laughs> no, no, but what's what? That's a good face-off, isn't it? That's uh, okay, no, okay. But yeah, for, yeah. for like a scene. It's like, like, it's like incredible. <laughs> it's not. It's more what than that. Like it's Gandalf versus the shark. It's Gandalf finding me. It's Gandalf meeting a pal that's kind of as strong as him, and he goes on to die. It's, no, it's a cool. You guys. Mark Darcy versus Daniel Cleaver and Bridget Jones. I mean, the fight <laughs> oh, is, that's the best is a fantastic that's that's a great fight. There's honestly an argument the most realistic fight scene of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what when they jump through the fucking window. No, it's in like, you know, yeah, that, that gets to that like point. And you actually believe that it does. They're like yeah. kicking each other and then trying to get to the headlock. That's, that's the only way I've so seen fights. Yeah, yeah. And the last fight scene of all time. The last one is Step Brothers. Yeah, You can kill me, Dragon. Um, Nighthawk. That's, yeah. that's a that's a good. Step Brothers. Right. Throughout that movie, what did I say earlier. That's great. I can't believe the one you scorned was Gandalf versus the Balrog. <laughs> you love Lord of the Rings. I do love Lord of the Rings. Sold out. I do love Lord of the Rings. For these cool cats. Also, American Gangsters. Who are good American, American Gangsters. Gangsters is brilliant. Such a good one. Brilliant example. Yeah. How did that not make your top five? Because um they, the part of the film that was awesome when they were together Denzel's wasn't in it for long enough. Okay. And it annoyed me to the point where I didn't want to put it in. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage and John Travolta face off. Yes, thank you. Hello. <laughs> How did they not even talk about face offs? Oh, <laughs> they are so good. Cool. Top five face offs. Fa- face off. Face off with Nicholas Cage and face off. George, George, George Travolta. <laughs> uh, good. Is... Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon in The Departed. Very yeah. good book. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, good face off. Yeah, good face off. Plenty of good actors in that movie. Superb. Superb stuff. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that yeah, is the end of this Fortnite show. Thanks to Ollie. Thank you, mate. Be yeah, great to be here. Thanks, thanks to Harry. Thank you. And thank you, Mark. All the best. Guys. All the best. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our inane ramblings, and hopefully you give our next show a listen in two weeks' time. In the meantime, you can hear the movie men on iTunes and SoundCloud, and please do follow us on Twitter and Facebook. If you'd like to contact us, the email address is themoviemenatlive.com. Thanks for listening. I've been Callum O'Toole, and where we're going, we don't need roads. (laughs) What? Cheers. Cheers, guys! Back to the Future. Oh, oh of course. That's oh, such a bad quote than the other one. It's the end of Back to the Future. Imagine if you had just said, You had me in a You had me in a Oh, God, I love that ending. Give a fag, get some fresh air. Okay.